Hello and welcome to Kicking Balls, the podcast where two 20-something Americans give out a whole lot of opinions on soccer as if they're fact. Okay, we are back after not being here for a hot second because our schedules got crazy, but we're back now. It's been a couple weeks and somebody's going to be like, you said you were going to do it regularly. You're a liar. And like fair, but also I traveled for work and then Rachel was traveling for school and we got a little, we got a little sidetracked. We had a little hard time. Schedules were clashing for, for a couple weeks, but we're good now. We're going to do two this week, actually. So rock on. Yeah, but, we're making up for it. Um, a little bit more like long form focused on one topic i think that yes. we usually are we're yeah pretty much, pretty much just gonna talk about the world cup yeah can you believe i honestly like i think because euros was this summer like everything's been so condensed all these sporting events i can't believe the world cup is coming up yeah i also feel like it's throwing me off that it's not in the summer yeah like yes stuff got pushed a year but the idea that it's like it's this year but it's not in like three months is like it's messing with me a little bit I won't lie it's definitely weird it's definitely like because there's nothing there's no big tournament this summer like there's nothing going on like normally there's like some soccer thing that's gonna be that's gonna be like a little withdrawal for me um well, maybe it'll be good for us <laughs> well women's euros will be happening women's euros will be fun actually i'm very excited for those so that's probably what we got going for us which isn't terrible no not that that's a bad thing but like usually there's just like a women's tournament going on and a men's tournament going on there's just a little bit less i mean i assume that teams are going to be playing games right Probably get some friendly. Yeah, I imagine but. we're going to see a, a lot more international friendlies over the summer than we otherwise would. Um, yeah. Just because people will be off and there's no tournaments. So they'll have the, the sort of the time and the bandwidth to do it. But we'll, we'll see. Also, they probably should give the players as much rest as possible over the summer because yeah. they're about to be completely annihilated <laughs> during the year. So I'd be happy if they didn't play that much logistically for a minute that's sort of the first thing I want to knock out of the way in terms of this yeah I have not found anywhere that this has been addressed I don't know I haven't like done a deep dive on it or anything like that so maybe it was addressed somewhere that I just didn't see but how exactly do the European plant like leagues and I you know frankly not just the European leagues the South American leagues everybody how do they plan on accommodating the world cup? Obviously there are a number of teams missing out and therefore like, we'll talk about those a little bit later. And therefore like there are not every like major key player for a team is going to be playing at the world cup, but the vast majority of them, especially in Europe are. Um, So I can't imagine like, it's not like, it's not like it's just like AFCON or something where it's only players from a specific federation that are gone. And it's not like the starting fifth, the top 15 players from any given team. Like if you look at just, 
I can just do it. You know, obviously I know city's roster the best, but in terms of like city's roster, like uh, every single one of those guys is going to be at the world cup. Like yeah. you will not have a team to a team to field while the world cup is going on. Yeah. So, and that's going to be true of a lot of the other, you know, top clubs too, um, sort of through throughout across Europe. So like, are they just gonna, are we just gonna pause seasons in November and December? I'd assume, um, I kind of was assuming that. that. Are we gonna start the season a little bit earlier? I might go later. Being, are we gonna be going a little bit later? Like some of both, like sort of logistically, I can't, cause I can't see how they don't pause the season. They have to. No, I, th- I think, and I haven't heard anything official, but I assume that that's what they have to do. Because I just can't imagine that them logistically being able to do anything else. No. Like, there's no way that the big clubs would allow m- games to be going on without, like, the vast majority of their rosters. Like, it just doesn't really make sense for it. To, it's not even just the big clubs. I mean, you could say, like, smaller clubs have a key player who's going to be in the World Cup and it's going to be yeah. pretty devastating for them. I mean, they have to just they should probably extend on both ends, right, of the yeah. season, considering they don't have anything in the summer, like we were saying, extend on both ends. But, like, you want to give those players, like, I mean, in my opinion, they should go play in the World Cup and then, like, get a little bit of a break before they, like, rush back into things. I mean, I think that for some players, that break will be built in, in the sense yeah, that that's true. press all the way, you know what I mean? Yeah. So everybody who gets knocked out in the... Like, the group stage will be back. Yeah. Ones. But the teams that are in the semifinals and the finals, like, those guys, I agree. Like, but I think, though, I think that that's a, a small enough group of players. It's not going to be that detrimental. That the season could start up, like, a week after the World Cup ends, and you could give the players who were playing in that final another week, right? Like, I think that in most cases, that would be feasible, right? Because you're only missing like you're only going to be missing like max a handful of guys like even if it was city right like i think the way that city would lose the most players in that scenario right like if you gave them an extra week was if i think it was an england honestly like probably like an england portugal (laughs) like if it was england portugal in the final of the world cup then that would be like you'd have sterling stones foden Graylish, Bernardo, Diaz. Uh, yeah, be slightly, but also let me just say I don't anticipate an England Portugal final. But that's what. I, but my point being, like, so, so, like, maximum, no team. I'm using obviously City as an example because I know their roster depth most. But like, Arsenal's gonna be just fine. How? Yeah, that was just- like no team is gonna have more than like three guys three to four guys on any given specific national team roster right and so you're looking at a max of like six seven guys in the like worst possible scenario for your team like if they both play in the final so I think like yeah if they set it up to restart the season about a week after the final like chances are it's only going to be like two or three guys on any given team that won't be able, that won't be like ready to come back having rested a decent amount that week later. 
And I think yeah. you can give those, you can almost anybody can afford to give those extra guy or two an extra, yeah. right? Yeah. But it'll be interesting to see what they do. I imagine they'll have to like announce what they're doing like relatively soon. I'd assume like by the like, end of the season, summer. they'll have said something. By June, I would think. Yeah. Like, like we got to know what the off season is going to look like and all that. And yeah, but yeah. So do we want to talk about who's missing out? Yeah, let's just talk very briefly about some of the top teams who did not make it. Um, but also, I think like there's a there's some players here or there that maybe their teams weren't necessarily expected, but they will be a player missed. I like Norway, there is Norway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Norway um, is yes, not necessarily expected to qualify for the World Cup, but um, it Holland also feels is. like weird that Erling Holland is not playing. Yeah in a world cup it feels to me like over the next 10 years in many ways norway may become what we think of as um poland now whereas like yeah Yeah. like they have one of the best players in the world on their team and therefore sometimes they qualify but it's difficult to imagine them being like really successful on an international stage yeah um, but yeah, I think he's definitely going to be missed just for like the drama factor. Like he, oh, yeah. he's such a goal scoring machine. Like, I think that'll be missed, you know, from he's probably the big, one of the biggest individual players that will not be. Yeah. I think probably him and Mosala are probably the two biggest individual players. Mm-hmm. That and Mosala also like got the, like way that the AFCON like did their qualifying was like so stupid that they like put all their teams together and had one-off games and like Egypt and Senegal just randomly got paired together like how can you not have those two teams like in the world like so yeah I don't know that I mean I don't know that AFCON was necessarily doing that the best way but I mean nonetheless (laughs) like I mean, I think, yeah, so I think the big ones out of Africa are um, Egypt, but then also Nigeria. Like, I always love watching Nigeria. At the yeah. I, first of all, they always have awesome kits. <laughs> like, their kits are always really cool. And I just, they're a fun team to watch. So I'm kind of sad that they'll be missing out, but yeah Senegal is a good team um I don't know a whole lot about the Moroccan team um but yeah or the you know Cameroon or Ghana but I mean Cameroon Ghana are always it's not like there's like like bad teams going right it's just it's unfortunate that that happened but I feel like it's been a while honestly though since Nigeria was not in the world cup yeah I would say um, Watch them. We have not been in the last one. We forgot. No, they were in the last no, one. They were. No, no. Nice <laughs> one. Um, Nigeria is usually like I usually like pick a couple of teams in the World Cup that I yeah. like group for, and Nigeria is usually the one I pick out of Afcon. Yeah, I don't know who I'm, I don't know who those teams are going to be. I mean, 
I guess if Wales qualifies, I'll have to stick to my roots. I can't. What, you can't root for Wales? Wales qualifies are in the same group as the U.S. Oh, uh, well, I wouldn't, like, root for them over the U.S., but, like, I would still root for them in their other games. Oh, well, actually, honestly, Denmark is my team. What am I talking about? Yeah. So I'll be good. Denmark is your team. And let's be real, Belgium is mine. Yeah. It's, like, it's, like, it's always fun. I love a good upset. It's... No matter what, and I think that the big name team that we were going to say who's left out is obviously Italy, which is always sad because I always like rooting for Italy. Um, See, I mean, Euro Cup, fi- not because just like from like historically in my family, we've been always been Italy fans, but second World Cup they've missed in a row is shocking. The interesting thing about Italy is that like in theory, I should also <laughs> support Italy, right? Yeah. Like, Homegirl is Italian. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. Like, like my great my great aunt like fully speaks to like our relatives in Rome. Like, who I've never spoken to. Let's be clear. Like, I have no idea who they are. But and I don't speak a lick of Italian. I've never been to Italy. Like, but never been to Italy. We should fix that sometime. You want to go on a trip? I was supposed to go during Euros. Oh fuck! But you know. Oh yeah. Global pandemic. So um anyway I like should in theory like root for Italy but like I don't know I think I just wanted Spain to win Euros last year so bad that I'm like kind of a little bit still bitter about it Mm -hmm. so I feel like I think it's funny that Italy didn't make the World Cup like I'm amused yeah like primary feeling about Italy not qualifying is that it's funny yeah I mean, it's just, yeah. It's also just like when you think about it, it is astounding that the European champions from not like Euros were two years ago either. No, like literally Germany just happened. Like literally less than a year ago did not qualify for the World Cup. Yes. That's baffling. It's baffling. That I think it's funny. Like it's baffling. Like it's wild. It's very wild. I feel like they just went on such a run and they just, then the, all of the momentum went out of them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, how do you lose to North Macedonia? You just don't turn up to play. Like, there's not really another way that that could have happened. With the level of play, with being Italy and having the level of players that you do, like, there's just, like, honestly, there's no excuse. Like, yeah. there's no excuse for that. Like, to for a country that has such a rich history like in the world cup and like in football like yeah, yeah what are you doing what are you doing <laughs> not like, anything good not like an ancient history either like you literally like, legitimately and they like won the world cup like not that long ago like in the in this century right yeah 2006 but, wasn't it yeah, yeah. Was it? A t- it was two thousand six. It was the headbutt yeah. year. It was the headbutt year. Yeah, I was trying to remember like what years the World Cup happened. Yeah, yeah it was yeah six. But they yeah, happened. They happened to twenty ten, and Germany won in twenty fourteen. Yeah, and who oh, won yeah. in twenty eighteen? Wait, France. France. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Whoops. Whoopsie. There's been a lot of uh been a pretty european dominated time going for a hot set who won in 2002 maybe france 
Maybe. No, actually, I don't think so. To Brazil? Brazil won at some point. Well, I know. Brazil won more than once. Oh, yeah, they did win. In 2002, was I right? Yeah, they beat Germany 2-0. I was not old enough to remember. Also, how was the third cup playoff place South Korea versus Turkey? Wild. Wild. I'll go for South Korea in this. I don't actually know if they have Um, a chance, but... Who won in 1998? This feels like a Zodiac sign sort of situation. Like, who won the World Cup the year um, we were born? (laughs) I think that was France. It was France. It was Zidane. France. Right. Okay. So France has already won two times in our lifetime. That's enough. They don't need another one. (laughs) Sure. I don't know how that works, but okay. I don't know what the World Cup was in 1998. I might not have been born yet. (laughs) I I would have been born. I would have been alive. I would have been born. Hell yeah. Like a week before I was born. Yeah, I probably would have. Anyway, um, so Italy said that you didn't make it, but let's, you want to start talking about who did make it? And Uh, Couple other, couple of the noticeable oh. absences. Sorry, yes. Colombia. Sad. Hummus. Um, we both like Colombia, so that's. We do like Colombia. And then who else did we say didn't make it? Chile. Chile didn't make it. Any other big misses from? I don't feel like there's any other really big misses. I mean, I'm sure that we're missing someone off the top of our heads, but those are the ones that come to mind at this present yeah. moment. Um. But this does happen every time, right? Like it always, it does always happen. Um, And that's just part of the game. So. Well, let's talk, let's talk who did. Let's talk. Do we want to talk groups and then U.S. or do we want to talk U.S. and then. Let's just talk groups. And when we get to the U.S. group, we'll quickly touch on the U.S. Because U.S. is group B. So do we want to skip group B and come back to group B? Yeah. Let's just do it at the end. Okay. Yes. So let's start with group A. Yeah, Group A. Um, honestly, I think Netherlands has got to be over the moon with this with this draw. Here. Yeah. Um, well, because I mean, like, because Qatar is out of pot one because they host the group that anyone was going to be in with them was going to be automatically easier than a different. Yeah, group. But I think, like, I think the two favorites to come out of this group are Netherlands and Senegal. I completely agree. Ecuador, um, like. I haven't seen them play. Like I, I wouldn't tell I you. Know, but I don't. I don't know. Like the thing is, like the Dutch are so wildly inconsistent. Like they could honestly win the tournament or lose in this group. Like exactly. you could, like honestly, have that as like a possibility. Either, like either could happen. It de- it entirely <laughs> depends on which version of the Dutch national team shows up. Like because they have some really elite players. Like they have some of the best players in the world. Um, but yet sometimes they're awful. <laughs> like I, I don't know. I like the Netherlands. I actually have a Dutch national team Jersey just because I, they wore this like blue second Jersey, like one time a couple years ago. And I thought yeah, it was great. So, and they never wear anything other than orange. So I got it and I have it. It's a cool Jersey. I'm I love fan. the Dutch. The but, Dutch, the Dutch are always a good team to root for. They're one of the ones. Um, they're fun. Like I like, you know, I love me some Frankie. Yeah. So well, but I think like just 
pretty clear, I think, who is likely coming out of that group. I agree. Any, like craziness. Crazy. Yeah. Like I think it's pretty clear probably. We do like, love craziness. We're not saying I love, we don't. don't get, I'm not saying this is who I want to come out of the group. Yes. I would love a little bit of craziness. Yes. But um I think that's pretty clear who's coming out of that one. Um let's group go to group C then. Yeah. So group C is a little bit more, I think, anybody's ball game for who the second team to come out of that is i think yeah. argentina is pretty pretty obviously the favorite to win that group favorite yes mm-hmm. argentina is on a really good run right now they look good they look very good right now honestly i feel like this is the best that i've seen argentina look in a while and i'm not gonna lie i am pulling for argentina a little bit i know it would be nice one of it hard to be a messy fan and not pull for argentina but also just like generally, there's not a whole lot of guys, not that Messi is the only guy, but there is not a whole lot of guys in this World Cup who it is very clearly their last chance at a World Cup. Yeah. That have not already won a World Cup, right? Yes. Because, yeah, there's a whole bunch of German guys who are probably not going to play another one, but they've already won one. Same thing with some Spanish guys. French guys obviously have already won a World Cup. So, and most of like, say the England guys have another world cup in them, right? Like they're going to be back in 2026. So I just, the sentimental part of me, Argentina looks good. I would love nothing more than for Messi to finally get his world cup. Yeah. I just think that he can freaking retire. I don't really care what happens after that. (laughs) Frankly, if Argentina wins the world cup, he should retire. I agree. He should not play another season. He should yeah. be done. I've yeah. won it all. There is nothing it. I'm retired. See you never, because I'm not convinced he's not just going to disappear when he retires. No, he totally will. No, he totally will. Um, but so I am, I do think Argentina is obviously the favorite out of that group. I think Mexico, Poland are probably like, I don't think anybody really expects Saudi Arabia to get out of the group, right? I've never, I haven't seen them. I wouldn't expect it from what I know, but I think. But never, never, again, never say never. Yeah. Wouldn't expect it. But I think it is anybody's game between Poland and Mexico. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. It'll be, honestly, it'll come down to how crazy Lewandowski is going to be in the group stage. And I mean, if he's a scoring machine, then it's theirs. And I think it will probably come down to the result of Mexico, Poland. Poland. Yeah. Um, I would expect. Again barring okay let's just say blanket statement everything we're saying right now is barring anything insane happening (laughs) like like, upsets that like are bound to happen so like we understand that they're going to happen (laughs) we understand that i don't want to just keep qualifying everything i'm saying with yeah let's just i got yeah yeah blanket blanket barring any craziness okay but i do think this group is likely to come down to a game between the result of the game between mexico and poland and i frankly think the result of that game comes down to whether Lewandowski shows up to fuck shit up or not. Like, yeah. I... some most polish polish games go. Quite frankly, there is not a defense in the world that can stop no. Lewandowski oh, no. to truly fuck shit up. Yes. Like, he will just take a game by the scruff of its neck and he will frankly, just go for it. Mexico's defense is not amongst the best in the world. No. So, like... <laughs> Not that Poland's is either, but I'm just saying like Lewandowski could pop off and score four goals, and that's that's that. Like yes. So I think that it's really gonna come down to Lewandowski. 
in that game specifically. Yeah. And I think that they probably will know that going in. Yes, I would assume so. So I, and frankly, I think Lewandowski more times than not is a big game clutch player. He's turned up in World Cups before. He, I am going to say Poland. Yeah, I'll go with that. I like Poland. I'm going to say, I'm going to say Poland is going to finish second in that group because I think Lewandowski is going to pop off against Mexico. That's my problem. Lewandowski, I agree. Um, Group Group D, France. France. Australia, Peru, or UAE, we're waiting to find out. I don't think it really changes our perception of the group. Denmark, Tunisia. I think that one's France, Denmark. I think so, too. And Denmark has my heart, so let's make this happen. Tunisia did look relatively good in the AFCON Cup, though, so they could potentially cause, you know. Yeah, and France, again, also has looked fairly shaky recently. Um, Yeah. And I would it, just assume that they turn up, but you can't but say. There is, I don't think it is. I think we would be remiss if we did not mention the curse of the former World Cup winner of the defending champion. Yep, it's good to um, point out. So I do think that it would be like the expected upset, right, is in Group D, right? Like that's the expected upset because France is the defending champion. So, like, yes, it would be a shocking upset, but it would be the expected shocking upset, if that makes sense. That's my take on it. I agree. So we'll, we'll see sort of, but I think, like, logic says France and Denmark are coming out of that group. So Denmark, woo-woo. Okay. <laughs> um, I think group E. Is the toughest one? Mm, I actually don't think so. Actually, I was gonna. I said that because I don't actually know how good Japan is anymore. Because I, I don't think, know. Well, I'll talk about the group that I think is the toughest one when we get to it. But I think this was a, this is one a lot of people have considered to be the toughest group. Um, I just Japan think is, Japan is decent. D- Japan is definitely. And I mean, if Costa Rica uh, and if Costa Rica wins that game, all I'm saying is is that. They do sometimes turn up in World Cups, so it could be that I could. This is another group that I think this is a group, I think, that has a clear two who you expect to get out of the group, but is also particularly if Costa Rica wins this playoff, which I'm going to be honest, I expect them to. Um, Yes, I do, too. But even if if Costa, especially if Costa Rica wins and this is Costa Rica in this group that I would not be shocked to see somebody other than Spain or Germany come out of this group. Yeah, no, that's, I I'd agree. More likely, and I think it is more likely to be Germany than Spain. Yeah, no, I, I don't disagree. I think that it's really... I, can't, I have a much harder time seeing Spain not come out of this group than I can see Germany not coming out of this group. Yeah. I think that Germany is older. Um, they're not quite as, like, cohesive spain is a really fluid really young really dynamic exciting group spain have got to be one of the favorites i think we'll talk a little bit about favorites when we're done going through the group yeah but i, I definitely like the direction spain's going in really probably like- root for japan just for the hell of it because and costa rica honestly yeah. i like this group but that's the thing like the the third pot and fourth pot 
teams from this group are not slouched third and fourth. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is a tough group. It is definitely not. It is it, but it's the type of tough group that as long as Spain and Germany play as Spain and Germany should, they'll be fine. Yeah. But if there's a falter, these two, these other teams are the type of teams to be that are capable of taking advantage of a mistake. Yes. That this is the, these are the types of games where Spain and Germany, it will only take one mistake. Exactly. Germany and Costa or Japan and Costa Rica are both the type of teams that could have the potential to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that could be interesting. I I agree. Group F is interesting. I think so too. Group F is Belgium, Canada, Morocco, Croatia. Yes. Go Canada. Again, I think like this is a group I think that reminds me of group C in the sense that Belgium is, is the pretty clear favorite to win this group. Yeah. Like one would expect. Yeah. Right. Like, but I think, and I, and I would like Morocco, who knows? I don't know too much. I saw them play one Afghan cup game. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like, but Croatia and Canada I'm going to, I'm actually going to swing for the upset here, I think. And I'm going to go Canada. I would love to see Canada make it. I think Canada is, because I think Croatia, you know, Croatia's got like a a sprinkling of good players, right? Canada also has a sprinkling of good players. I think the difference is Canada's players are are young. young, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And Croatia's players are Are old. And are off of a, an unprecedented World Cup run. Yeah. Right? Like, frankly, and I have my opinions on Modric. But we don't need to get into, there any, into them anymore. But I think it is very clear that Modric 2022 is not the same as Modric 2018. Yeah. And I think the same is true of Rakitic. Yeah. Rakitic and Modric of 2018 are not, like, four years made a difference in these guys. They were older they but they were, were already, like, older in 2018. It wasn't like they were at 23. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. They were already on the older end in 2018. They're four years older now. It's just, I don't, I think, and, and frankly, I think the fact that it's been, like, it's been how many years since Canada was in the World Cup? A lot. Like, a lot. <laughs> way, Pat, like, way before us. Like, it's been a long time since Canada was in the World Cup. And I think, like, there's just some there's a momentum I think and I thought yeah. that they they looked very good in CONCACAF qualifiers they, they did no yeah and I think that they are the type of team that could upset somebody yes so and I'll be rooting I for them to do that would like to see Belgium and Canada come out of this group that's what I would expect yes um group G group G Brazil Serbia Switzerland Cameroon I honestly, I think Brazil Cameroon is coming out of this group. Yeah. I think that's, uh, in recent years, I would be like Switzerland maybe could make a like challenge a little bit, but I like how Cameroon has been playing. I'm really not. I'm just not seeing it from either of those teams. This is frankly. I don't think Serbia. Brazil has got to be over the moon in this group. I think Brazil got arguably the easiest draw they better show up and actually like you know play then sure but i think like but that's true of everybody 
Yeah. Yes. Sorry. Yes. Like Brazil got arguably the easiest draw. I think I'm not particularly concerned with Switzerland or Serbia. Cameroon is going to be. They're good. They're good. I I don't know if they're beating Brazil, but. Yeah. I don't see them beating Brazil, but I do see them coming out of the group. Yeah. I would also point out that none of these groups are like massively. No group is like the easiest group or like. Um, I do think like the hardest group. I do think like if I think back to the last couple of World Cups, like the fact that it's difficult to pick like a quote unquote group of death, like this is one of the most bad groups. That's how I feel in in the last couple of you know cycles. Mm -hmm. So I do think there's something to be said for that. Yeah, Um, which is good. Yeah, I think that's a good thing. Like we'll see we'll see how it turns out, but. yeah, I think Brazil, and I'm going to say Cameroon out of that group. Yeah, I think that's, a, I would say the same. Um, group, group H? I think is the toughest group. Okay, let me say this. Portugal, Ghana, Uruguay, Korea. I think this is the toughest it, group. I think Ghana, Uruguay is going to be entertaining. Not because I think any one of these teams is really going to make a run for, to win the World Cup, but because I think this is the most evenly matched group. Um. I agree. Yeah. I'm genuinely not sure who's going to come out. And my heart's with Korea, so I'm going to go with San, even though I'm an Arsenal fan. <laughs> I, I think that I have a theory that people don't like to pick a group of death if it doesn't have one of the favorites in it, right? Because I, or multiple of favorites. Yeah. This does not have a favorite in it. No, but they're all like equal, kind of. Anybody in this group is going to win the World Cup. I genuinely don't. You never know. No, but I agree. No, but I see what you're saying. They're all like middle ground teams. None of the none of the teams that we could pull out as favorites are in this group. However, oh, good. I think this is the most evenly matched. Yeah, yeah, I would concur I, with that. I'm genuinely not even sure who you would pick out as the two like favorites. Oh no. Oh no. Because Uruguay is always tough. Good. Yeah. Anna is always tough. Mm-hmm. Frankly, Son alone makes Korea terrifying. Hell yeah. And <laughs> Portugal, here's the thing about Portugal. I think that Portugal's success is entirely dependent upon how their coach decides Portugal is going to play. Yeah. Let, here, let me sort of finish this thought. Because the Portugal that plays to hit the ball to Ronaldo is not uh-uh. going to be successful here. Mm-hmm. The Portugal that leans into the fact that they have two world-class midfielders mm-hmm. in Bernardo Silva and Bruno Fernandes, mm-hmm. like the, the, and, and has an outback like Cancelo and has center backs like Diaz and has these other sorts of, there's a whole, um, what's, uh, what's the other Portuguese guy's name? He plays on Dortmund usually. Um, Who? Guerrero. Oh yeah. 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 He's also a world-class athlete. Like I think the Portugal team that lead that a Portugal team that leans into that sort of team mentality and is not interested in it being the Ronaldo show is a lot more successful of a Portuguese team than leans into being a Ronaldo show. How realistic that is before Ronaldo retires from international soccer. Who's to say, I don't know. I don't know. And I also don't know like where Ronaldo's ego is on the line of like, I have to win the world cup or I need to be on the roster that wins the world cup. Like, you know what I mean? Like 
frankly, I don't think Portugal wins the World Cup either way, but I think <laughs> Portugal that does not play. I didn't even mention Joe Felix. He exists. If he plays, if if he plays well, they're He's looking good. That's what I mean. But that's what I like. I think this Portuguese team is really dependent on how they play. Yes. Right. And, and sort of the tactics that go into it and and how, yes, how individual players perform, but also, but I think primarily the tactics that go into it. Yeah. I think if, if they show up with the right tactics and, and Joe Felix is playing well and everybody's in form, then they win this group pretty easily. Yes. But I don't think that is as likely as some of the other teams with large name players playing that, if that makes sense. That makes sense. Nope. I, uh, I think that you're right. So I think, I think group H is going to be fun. The most fun, most interesting. And let's just hope, well, I have my desires. We'll see what happens. Um, Should we talk overall favorites before we talk US, the US? No, let's talk. Let's just do group B. Let's just do it. And then we'll just conclude with favorites. Yep. Um, so group B, England. Iran, U.S., and then Wales, Scotland, or Ukraine. Uh, first off, I would say the U.S. seems to always end up with a group with England. They do. And I do think that the deciding factor of the, that three-team game, or however they're figuring that out, could have some implications Wales. on the state of this group. It's Wales versus the winner of Scotland, Ukraine. Yes. Okay, so yes, 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 yes. That game will... Yeah. Be in this group. Um, this is an interesting group. Yeah, to say the least. There's some interesting tensions between teams, potentially. Frankly, I'm not mad about it for the US. It's not their best possible draw, but it definitely could have been a lot worse. Um, it's not terrible. Like, hypothetically, I don't think they're beating England. But here's, they should be able to beat Scotland or Ukraine. And Wales is all dependent on if Gareth Bale decides to kick ass. I think pretty clearly England is winning this group. We'll talk about them. Every English later. person really hopes you're correct right now. <laughs> I English people don't come at me. I don't want to hear a single goddamn it's coming home. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I hate, I rooted against England just because I was sick of hearing that fucking phrase. <laughs> that aside, I think England is one of the favorites to win the World Cup. I think so too. And I'm going to bring England at some point, I promise you. I think it's pretty clear England wins this group. I think. Yes. And, fr- and I'm going to be honest, and maybe this is be me being optimistic, but genuinely, I think if, the U.S. lines up with the right players. Saying a lot, which is which is a lot. <laughs> just putting that out there. It's like you're putting a lot on that statement. I am putting a lot on Greg. I'm putting a lot of faith in a man I have zero faith in. <laughs> I'm not sure there's a man on this planet I hate more than Greg Berhalter. That's not true, but in the context of this, I if the right guys are playing and they are playing well. Yes. Should finish second in this group with. I agree. I agree. That is a that is a lot of given, right? Like, and I'm going to be honest. I think 
that if the U.S. has the right 11 and is playing well, they could surprise England. Yeah. No, I mean. Being a homer. Call it being a homer. But we did tie England in the group stage in the 98 World Cup. This is true. And that, and we had nowhere near the talent in that squad that we do now. To be frank, I also think the England squad today is better than the England squad of 1998, but probably nonetheless, I think that point is probably a little bit more arguable than the U.S. one, but I don't think it is impossible for there to be an interesting result there. I'm not optimistic of an, my like goal for that game is that it's not a blowout, right? Yes, that's what I feel. My goal for the game, for it to be like, Two to one, right? Like, yeah, it would be nice to score a goal. But I don't think a draw in that game would be like unfathomable. No, I don't think so either. I, uh, it also depends. I don't know when they play in the group. That I heard I don't, that this game, the England US game, is going to happen on Black Friday. Huh. That's funny. So let's just say. There is a, if that is true, if England is going to play the U.S. in the World Cup group stage on Black Friday, the day after Thanksgiving, when not a single person in America that doesn't work in retail is going to be working, there's a very good chance that this ends up the most watched soccer game in the U.S. history. Hmm. Yeah, that could be true. That could be an accurate statement. If people are like aware that the World Cup is going on after Thanksgiving. I'm just saying like the day, but like, but you know what I mean? Like football happens on Thanksgiving. This is true. I wasn't really thinking about football. The day American football. It's going to be basketball. Like, yeah, no. It, I mean, the World Cup is going to overshadow any other sporting event, one would hope. I think it's a, there's a good, I think if they market it right. Well, then they better show up and play well. That's what I gotta say. I mean, I think, but I, but I think if they're marketing it right and people are talking, people are already talking about this matchup, and I think the U.S. guys will will be hyped for it. I would expect that. I would expect. It's also, you know, this is we're also a long ways out from this World Cup. There's a whole lot that can change between now and then, particularly in terms of injuries. Yep. Um, we hope there are none, ma- no major ones. Everyone, everyone yeah. to and, and that's across the board. I want to say, like, oh yes, yeah, oh, hell yeah, for the U.S. But I am a very big proponent of I want to beat the team when everybody's healthy. Yes, um, I one hundred percent agree. You know, I don't want to win. I don't want the opposing team to be able to put qualifiers on my wins. Yeah. Right? Yes, like, <laughs> I don't want anyone to be able to say, "Oh, well, you only won because so and so wasn't playing." Like, I don't want anyone to be able to say that. I agree. Across the board, we are hoping everyone is healthy for the World Cup. But um, I I think that is my that is my opinion on the world on the U.S. Yeah, no, I think it's a good point. If they are playing the right group and they are playing well, they shouldn't have an issue getting out of this group, no matter the third team is. No matter if Gareth Bale goes crazy. (laughs) No matter if Gareth Bale goes crazy. I am pulling for Wales, though I do love Scotland and I do love Ukraine. Wales. I think it would be 
genuinely, I think I know you think the toughest one out of here is Wales. I Ukraine think could be tough. Out of here is Ukraine. No, I mean I'm not. Say, I'm not saying that. I I say that about Wales because if Gareth Barrell plays like a crazy man, I think that they are. Did you see his two goals the other day? Yes, that's my point. But I think as a whole team, I don't know if I would make that claim. I think Scotland might be a lower tier. Yeah, I don't think. Lately. I think honestly, I think this this it's either going to be Wales or Ukraine. I don't think Scotland is going to be the one getting into this. Yeah, no, I would agree with that. I don't. But I think I would rather have Wales than Ukraine. I think that Ukraine is going to be. A, I, I think they have some good players and B, I think there's going to be a whole, you know, sub aspect. Oh yeah. Like going on that is going to everybody neutral is going to be rooting for the Yes. Well, I'll be rooting for them most of the time if they make it. Hyped up and and all that jazz. I would rather play Wales. Wales. Yeah. Um, Is my. And we're not going to find that out for a few months. So. check back in when that happens well we really need to expect from the u.s and we'll talk sort of more in depth about the u.s in general i think right now but i anticipate seeing a whole bunch of um u.s friendlies against european uh european matchups this summer yeah Um, and that's really how we're going to be able to judge where they are i feel like you can't really come to cap isn't a good enough judge um yeah, like I need to see you play your top team against other top teams, and we also uh, genuinely did not play our top team in quality. No, we did not. We I don't think we ever played the lineup that we would agree is our starting lineup. And and not because and like yes because Burholder, but also not because Burholder because injuries the ball and McKenney's hurt now. Yeah, like and Aronson is hurt now. Like you know what I mean? Because of the rotation of injuries, I don't think we have seen the best group of this U S men's national team all play together. Yeah. Um, and you know what I'd actually really like to see in these friendlies. I would like to see some of the guys that we haven't seen play in qualifiers, particularly in the nine position. I want to see Sergeant get a shot at nine in these, in the qualifier in friendlies. I want to see Hoppy get a shot at nine in the qualifiers. Yeah. I want to see them. I would love nothing more than to see them mess around with the idea of Aaron Center Pulisic playing a false nine. Yeah. Qualifiers in, or in these friendlies. In the I friendlies. Yeah. Yeah. Time to, to, to sort of like mess with that. Hopefully they can get enough games where you can test these out. I don't know that Burhalter is as smart as me. Um, I'm not <laughs> joking. I genuinely think I'm smarter than Greg Burhalter. <laughs> like that's not a joke. I, do think I'm smarter than him, but, um, you, somebody's going to be like this bitch and her ego, but I actually think I'm say anything, but I gotcha. <laughs> I think I'm smarter than, I think you're smarter than him. I think most people, I'm going to be honest. I think most people are smarter. <laughs> it's not just like my ego. Like, I just think he's literally an idiot. I think he's so stupid. Like, so it's not even really about me. <laughs> like it's really about him, but I think if I could inject some, I could lend some brain cells to Greg Berhalter um, and he can mess around with some stuff. I think, I think the, the back six, if you count the goalkeeper and the six and the six position um, are pretty clear for the U S like who should be starting there. Yeah. I think it's the front five that are a little bit more 
questionable. Yeah. Not necessarily who is playing, but where they're playing. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I don't know where you put everyone. I don't know where you can optimize everyone in the best way. Because realistically, there's a handful of your probably top 10 players that play the same position. Yeah, that's the problem. You got a, got a problem. Pulisic, Pulisic Reyna, Aronson, Musa. Yeah. Well. I don't no, know. No, where's more of a winger? Yeah. Those guys are all truly tense. Yeah, that's the problem. But and I think that... And that's four of your best players. Yeah. Like, cool. obviously, McKinney is playing the eight. Obviously, Adams is the six, right? Yeah, yeah, He's yeah, yeah. Play the ten, right? Is it going to be... I... I'm kind of favoring Gio Reyna for it. Yeah. But he's my favorite. I think he's the best of all of them, potentially. I kind of agree. I think, and I also think he brings, this is going to sound right. I think he brings more, significantly more to the center of the field than he does to the wing. Whereas I think Aronson is better on the wing. Is I don't think he's necessarily better on the wing. I think he's kind of six, half one, uh, like half dozen the other. I think he's, he's kind of equally good, right? Like, I think the way that he plays is more, transitional or like is better yeah 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 right Mm -hmm. I think whereas like the way Reyna plays is better suited just like being in the middle yeah Pulisic I frankly maybe a hot take he's got no shot at the the 10 position oh yeah I think he's fourth on that of those four guys that should play the 10 well I would rather have yeah well because also okay well hot take frankly because I think he's better on the wing yes significantly I think so too I think that he needs to like catch ahead of steam sometimes and go for it instead of like meddling in the middle. And I would like to see, I would like to see, especially if we can't get one of these young nines to sort of like really get firing, like, right. Like I think Pepe is the most promising of the nines, Yeah, but a successful nine is so dependent on form and like whether you're scoring goals, right? Like, so I think if we don't have one that's, firing I think Pulsic in a false nine in a false nine position where he's tucking in could be really effective yeah we just and need I, someone to finish we just we need I some like people Aronson, to score I like Aronson's dynamism like being dynamic on the mm-hmm. wing more than I like Pulsic I also think Pulsic is having a bit of a struggle right now with what his role is like, a, like an internal struggle. Yeah. Like what his role is in the national team now. I, cause I think that for, for the first several years that he was on the national team, it was all on his shoulders. And yeah. certainly that takes a toll. He is not that guy anymore. Like not even a little bit. It is yeah. not on him. And frankly, he shouldn't wear the captain's armband. <laughs> like he's not, I've talked about this before. I like Pulisic. I love McKinney. Neither one of them should be wearing the captain's armband. I frankly, I think McKinney is is the U.S. Men's National Team's best player. I think he's the best of them. Uh, yeah, but I would agree that Tyler Adams once should have it. Is that what we're Tyler saying? Absolutely should have. It. Yeah, but that's because he's fucking level-headed. McKinney will that's go batshit so crazy that's sometimes. Is, is that people people want? I think people who don't think or maybe who didn't play 
Yeah. Like in internally, they think that like the best player should no. No, no. Yeah. No, 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 no. Frankly, I think Adams is in the top three best players on the US men's. Yes. But aside from that, like Pulisic, Pulisic gets worked up. Yes. And McKinney does too. And McKinney does too. Which is fine. Like, it's okay. I like a little fire. Not in my McKinney's like, that is McKinney's role and that is okay. And I, they're both elite level players. They're very good. It is okay to not be level-headed, right? Like, there are plenty of elite level guys. I don't think anyone would ever be mistaken for calling Cristiano Ronaldo level-headed. No, right, yeah. The guy, but like, you don't have to be level-headed to be a good player. You do have to be level-headed to be a good captain. Yes. Tyler Adams, he got it locked down. He is chilling. Um, I, I definitely, he just has like a little, like he can get into it, but he's just kind of mellow. He's at like this level and he then like is pretty he'll good. Defend, he'll defend his teammates. He'll yes. put himself in the middle of the tussle, but he's putting himself in the middle of the tussle to go Christian, go back to get the hell away. <laughs> Weston, back up, my dude. Like, like please stop. What? He's just like, please stop it. Like, yeah, he's like, he's like, knock it off, boys knock it off like he's got the sort of temperament I think for it yes and yeah so I I think he's the clear choice in captain I think I yeah I just think he's the clear captain um I would agree he's level-headed he's a mainstay starter like nobody's going to take that starting six position from him no um and I also think like like logistically the six is a good position for your, for your captain to play. Yes. He like kind of controls it. Yeah. Well, sixes control the game way more than I think some people who are not super soccer savvy realize. Um, Yes. I think that was actually really clear in qualifiers when in the last game, when Adams came out. um, Yes. It was like really clear how much he had been controlling in the back there as soon Mm -hmm. as he was not there anymore. Yeah. but yeah, I think that he's he's the obvious choice for captain. But I'm, I'm going to be honest. I think my ideal lineup, I think, is I think it's Aronson, Pulisic, Weya across the front three. Yeah. And then it's Reyna, McKinney, Adams in the midfield. Mm-hmm. And then you've got Jedi on one side, Dest at left back, Dest at the right. Yeah. And then I think you got to think it's Chris Richards, right? Well, I really hope so. It is. <laughs> one can hope. And then like, do we think it's Miles Robinson? Do we think it's the other center back? Zimmerman? Do we think it's Zimmerman? Or Chris Wait, Brooks? Here's the thing about Brooks. I think Brooks is the obvious choice, right? I think you get Brooks for your experience and you got yeah. Richards for your young talent. Yeah. Berhalter inexplicably like despises John Brooks. Yeah. I don't know why that is. Like I honestly will take like someone with more experience as a center back. Like you kind of just want that as like a and also it's John Brooks is good. Yeah, he's not bad. Like, sorry, yeah, not saying like he's like old and bad. Like, he's good, but he has experience. But like, he's also not that old. But like, he's very <laughs> like, frankly, like, and he's been in, he's been playing in Germany for years and years and years. Like, he's 
Yes. He is our mo- our best and he's the best combination of talent and experience that we have in the pool um, for a center back. And actually, frankly, probably period. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, um, but Burr and him, like Burr just like hates the man for some reason. I am not counting on Burr including him, which is, I think, a huge mistake. Yeah. I'm not counting on it. I think if I'm picking the roster, yeah, I think it's Richard Brooks. Yeah, that's what, I mean, that's what I would say. Right. But I think if I'm going to, like, be picking from the, the guys that I think Burr is going to include in the squad, I think that's dependent. Yes. I think I will not be able to pick at this time because I think Zimmerman played well in qualifiers, but I have not seen him consistently to like feel good about that. I yeah. also just like call me an MLS hater. Um, oh, hell yeah, me too. But like, I don't trust a guy that plays in the MLS to stop Gareth Bale. No. No, God, no, no. Or frankly, you know who would body the shit out of Walker Zimmerman? Who? Phil Foden. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's funny. Think of what he did to Lindelof in the main. He would body Walker Zimmerman. Absolutely body him. And I know that's hilarious to think about because Walker Zimmerman is like a large dude and Phil Foden is like 100 pounds soaking wet. Um, But he would body him. I like thinking of him going up against the, or like any of the guys across the attacking crew from England, he's getting bodied. Like, yeah, I just don't see it. Um, and I'm not, I don't feel super, super, I'm not super on board miles Robinson either. Yeah. I just don't know. I just, I'm not, I think the other center back position while it should be John Brooks's, Burhalter's a clown, so who's to say? I also think we have a lot more of a goalie question than I would have said a year ago. Yeah. Is it Stefan? Is it Turner? I don't know. Um, I don't never have heavy feelings about it. I think that in a year, like, you know, closer to the date, I'll think about it a little bit more. And it's going to depend on the fall. Yes. Because obviously Turner is going to Arsenal in the summer. Um, like, I don't think he's going to play, except in, like, FA Cup games. Here, But here's the thing. He's not going to be playing. I don't think he's going to be playing any less than Stefan is playing. No, no, that is, that is true. I think they're kind of going to both be in the same they're position. They're both be in the same position where they're going to be backing up a guy. Although I will say, I don't think this is going to happen, but I think the chances of Turner unseating Ramsdale are a lot higher than Stefan unseating Ederson. Yeah, Ramsdale has been just very, very good. I don't see it happening. I, love, but... I think Ramsdale is fantastic. I love him. I think yeah. he's upgraded where he was before. Yes, you. I think he's so good. Yeah, I do think that there's no shot, Stefan. There's literally not a chance in hell Stefan ever unseats Ederson. I think there's like one shot in hell that. Turner unseats Ramsdale. You know what I mean? Like, it's sort of like hell wouldn't need to freeze over, but it might need to get like a little frost, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, you see where I'm at there? Like, anyway, I just, I don't think it's going to happen, but just that 
you know, if it was, yeah. a, it was a betting game, I think that it'll be interesting had to, to bet on one of them. I would say Turner before I said Stefan, but ultimately I think they're going to be in a similar position in the fall. I think it's literally just going to come down to who's in better form. Yeah. That's what I think. Um, we don't know. There's enough time. Maybe like something else will happen. That'll surprise us. I'd like to see them decide on a back four this summer and put yeah. both of them friendlies with the summer and see who gels back best with the back four. Honestly, I think they're yeah. pretty, they're pretty on par with each other. Generally, genuinely, I think, I think Stefan might be a little bit better with his feet. Turner might be a little bit yeah. better with shot stop. Yeah. Um, but I think that's again, like not, I think it's about, I think between the two of them, it will be about who gels with the back line better. Yeah, I think so too. It'll be interesting to watch. Um, do we want to talk very quickly about favorites? Sure. We did say England. I think England. I think England, Argentina. Spain. Spain. I think you can't say not France. Like, I think they're just No, I agree. Good. And I think Brazil. Yeah. Because I think you can't not say Brazil. Yeah. I feel like I basically agree with that. I think that. I think if you're going to pick three. If you're going to say, Kati, you can't pick five, you need to pick three. I'm cutting France and Brazil. Yeah. I'm saying Argentina, Spain. Not bad. I don't have anything. To, yeah. And I think that, you know, you could get a surprise person, but I, I feel that, like. I think that Belgium can always upset people. Frankly, I think the U, if the U.S. gets a good draw. And like the round of 16. They could well. I think that they get if they get second place in Group B, right? Then they get the winner of Group A. I think. Right. And I think if the winner of Group A is the Dutch, I think the U.S. can beat the Dutch. Yeah. Whatever for the Dutch or whatever for the U.S. I'm just joking. <laughs> like I like yeah. It would have. They would have to play really well. Like yeah. That's obviously a given. But I think they could. You know what I, mean? I think it'll be fun. I think it. We yeah. I don't know. I mean, the U.S. seems to always somehow pull stuff off once they're in the World Cup. So we never, I, I don't know. And I think that this group of, this U.S., this U.S. group is, has so much raw talent that in any given one-off game, we could see something. Yeah. And, I and also the longer and longer they play together, yeah. it's only going to get that's better. I think that's why I think this is entirely a test run. This world cup 2026. Yeah. Yes. Where we can go see them. Oh yeah. Cause that's when this group is really going to be good. Yeah. And I already think they're very good. I am very happy, honestly, with the pool of talent. Not so much the roster selection. But with the pool of talent, I'm very pleased with the pool of talent. Yeah. Yeah, I just think that it's going to be – I think it's going to be a hell of a World Cup. I think it's – it feel it's yes, it's a long way off, but it feels both very far and very close. I agree. Um, I'm really excited. I think it'll be good. Um, I'm excited to see what happens. We're obviously not going to stop talking about this here. There's going to be a lot more news up and coming. Um, but I'm excited. It's going to be fun. It'll be a fun winter sporting event to pay attention to. It'll be fun indeed. Um, I do think that was all we had, all we were thinking about for this episode. We're going to come back on Thursday with more of our usual uh, 
discussion of things going on in the footballing world. Um, but I guess with that, if do you have any last words that you would like to say? Mm. No, not really. Alrighty. Well then we will see you again on Thursday. That's all for this week. We'll see you next week on Kicking Balls.